Let's open our Bibles to the minor prophet of Micah, chapter 6, for an opening passage of Scripture. Jonah, Micah, chapter 6. In coming to Micah, chapter 6, and some verses there that some of you know well, some of you love very much, I want us to keep in mind some words that David wrote in Psalm 116, the twelfth verse. What shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? Is a question that the psalmist asked there, and we should have the same question. And it so well lines up with Romans chapter 12, 1 and 2, where the apostle is going to beseech us by the mercies of God. What shall I render unto God for all his benefits toward me? And let's look at these three verses that I'm about to read to you in that light. Though it mentions, what shall I give for my sin? Let's look at it in the, in the sense of, what shall I give for the fact that my sin's been forgiven? Yes. Here in the New Testament. Micah chapter 6, verses 6 through 8. Wherewith shall I come before the Lord and bow myself before the high God? Shall I come before him with burnt offerings, with calves of a year old? Will the Lord be pleased with thousands of rams, or with ten thousands of rivers of oil? Shall I give my firstborn for my transgression, the fruit of my body for the sin of my soul? He hath showed thee, O man, what is good. And what doth the Lord require of thee? But to do justly, and to love mercy, and to walk humbly with thy God. And that is what the Lord asks from us, and that is his good and perfect and acceptable will of God. Right there defined for us. We can't do it with a thousand rams or any other monetary gift or gift of value that we could give except the sacrifice of our own bodies and lives to Him. And that's what we're going to be taught from Romans chapter 12. What shall I render unto the Lord for all His benefits toward me? What should we give? How do we come before the presence of the Most High God? We come this way, and it is good, and it's what the Lord requires, which means it is what is acceptable to Him. Because what is acceptable to God is what He has defined for us, not what we think is religious, or good in any sense. It's what God has defined. And that is to do justly, to love mercy, and to walk humbly. So let's humble ourselves this morning. We can't walk so much right now, but we can in our hearts humble ourselves and love mercy toward others who might offend or irritate us, and to do justly in all of our dealings. Justly as defined by God, not what we think is just, but what the Lord defines as just. This is how we come before Him. He's already made the sacrifice, and it's not a thousand rams or ten thousand rivers of oil. It's His only begotten Son. So the sacrifice has been paid, and all He seeks from us is to give our bodies a living sacrifice unto Him. Lord, bless us this day, that it will grip us in the importance of that sacrifice we should all make in response to the sacrifice He's already made for us. Let us pray. Almighty God and Holy Father, in the blessed 
and glorious name of thy holy child Jesus, the only begotten Son of God, we bless thee and thank thee that thou hast loved us and saved us and given to us such great benefits that we are staggered at the thought of returning to thee an appropriate sacrifice, an appropriate gift or offering. And we thank the Heavenly Father that knowing the weakness of our lives and the poverty of our existences, that you have shown us what is acceptable and what is good in thy sight. And we thank thee. Heavenly Father, we pray that you would convict us by these verses that we have already seen and those that we shall consider, that we would be gripped today by your Holy Spirit. O Lord God, have mercy upon us. Our spirits are willing, but our flesh is weak, and we live in a situation where the world entices us, and the devil seeks to devour us. And we pray that you would strengthen us by your Spirit in our inner man, with all might, that we would resolve this day that the mandate you give us in the first verses of Romans 12 would guide our lives as a church and our lives as fathers and our lives as all the children of God sitting in this assembly and those that hear it elsewhere. Heavenly Father, forgive us for our slothfulness in not denying the flesh and in not fighting the world and in not being transformed by a spiritual metamorphosis that we ought to have. Oh, Lord God, help us today. Heavenly Father, I cannot make these words to be as weighty as they should be without your Spirit. Both speaker and hearer need your blessing of grace and divine power for us to be gripped by these words that we would see in them a mandate a mission statement for our church and our lives. Oh, Heavenly Father, I pray that you would arrest every one of us and that you would apprehend us as you apprehended our beloved brother Paul, that we would press for the mark of the prize of the high calling that you have in Christ Jesus our Lord. Oh, Lord, have mercy upon us. We pray for the same mercy toward all your saints, churches, pastors, wherever they might be this day, assembled in congregations or alone, that you will be with them and bless them. Let the word of the Lord have free course and be glorified this day. Heavenly Father, for those congregations that are standing against the perilous times of the last days, who will not compromise with all the compromising churches and saints around them, we pray your blessing of strength and your blessing of your presence to be with them. And Lord, we thank thee for this nation that we have and the freedom, the peace that we have to worship Thee according to Your Scriptures and according to our conscience. It may not last forever. And Heavenly Father, we pray that You will gird up the loins of our children and our children's children sitting in this assembly, that they will resolve this day that no matter the cost, they will be the disciples of the Lord Jesus Christ according to Your Word. We thank You for our government. We thank you for our rulers. We thank you for our nation. We pray that you would preserve it, that we might continue to lead quiet and peaceable lives in all godliness and honesty. Let not the quietness 
nor the peace. Seduce us into slothfulness, Heavenly Father, as it did your people in the past, the church in the wilderness. But let it grip us, O Lord, with the opportunity we have of our lives to live for thee so easily and freely. Heavenly Father, forgive us our sins, the sins that so easily beset us, and we pray that you would have mercy upon us this day. Let this assembly, our singing and our praying, the preaching and our hearing and our fellowship together, be acceptable in thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Rip every idol out of our hearts. Heavenly Father, examine us and show us in heart or mind or thought where we have any stumbling block of iniquity set up that is hindering us from serving Thee as we should and bearing the fruit in our lives that we could. By the power of the Lord Jesus Christ, Heavenly Father, bless us this day that we will abide in the vine, Christ Jesus, and bear much fruit. For without Him we can do nothing, but with Him all things are possible. We thank Thee for the power of Thy Spirit, the gift of it at Pentecost, to be with us forever. And we pray this day that what is done in this house will honor and glorify the Lord Jesus Christ who sits at Thy right hand, our only hope of everlasting life. He who gave Himself a dead sacrifice for us lives forever to intercede for us. Let us give a living sacrifice to Him and put to death the members of our flesh. In Jesus' name, and for His honor and Thy glory, Holy Father, we pray. Amen. Amen.